Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm James, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Luke, it's study number six. It's been a week since our last study. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling excited. This is a topic that not a lot of Christians actually understand. So I'm very excited to be able to go through this topic to understand what the Bible is saying about it and how mm. Doss applied it to his life. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. Dude, I'm, I'm loving going through these. Um, Me too. I know we probably say that every week. But every um, week it's a new study. It is. It and is. it's amazing. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, today we do have two new guests as always. Uh, well, not always new, but we've got two new guests with us, Cy and Bella. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Cy, where do you guys go to school? Um, we go to school at Coffs Harbour Christian Community School. So you two go to the same school because yeah. you guys are siblings, right? Yeah. Excellent. So where do you guys go to church? We go to Coffs Coast Seventh-day Adventist Church. Okay, so living in Coffs Harbour, what are you guys' hobbies? What do you get up to in your spare time? Yeah, I like surfing. Yeah. You're both, you're both pretty into surfing. Dude, I've, I've been in Armadale this year and I miss the surf so, so much. And, and Luke's, Luke's giving me a sheepish look. Luke, I... <laughs> you look like you got something to share. Oh, surfing. Not my uh, forte. I went out surfing with these two cause, mm-hmm. and the youth from Coast Coast because I used to be the minister there. Yeah. And let's say when you've got 10 to 14-year-old kids surfing better than you, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. But it was fun. I went out. I laid on the board and watched them surf because I couldn't yeah. seem to catch a wave. So I did what, you know, any good minister would do and just sit out the back and support his young people that are in his church surfing like champions. I really appreciate the fact that you were out there having fun with us as well. Yeah. Thanks. Good. But you you were the you were the minister at Kofsaba for a bit, were you? Yeah. yeah. I was there for a year before I came out here to Gara. Okay, cool. And and you know these guys. Yeah, I know them really well. I did Bible studies with them, actually. Uh, First um, week that I sort of got there, I met them. Well, I sort of met them before at Mm. summer camp. And then when I got to Coffs Harbour, they were like, hey, we want to do Bible studies. And Bella and her younger brother, Asher, wanted to get baptized. So I had the privilege of doing Bible studies with all three of them. And yeah, at the beginning of this year, I had the privilege of baptizing both Bella and Asher. And yeah, it was pretty good. Dude, pray, praise the Lord. I know, and it's really exciting for me to have them here in the studio doing this Bible study with us as well because, you know, they've got lots of good insights when we were doing Bible studies um, in their home. I'd have Bible studies with them, have dinner with them every Wednesday night. It was amazing. And so I'm looking forward to hearing what they will come up with in this Bible study. Hey, so we're talking about Desmond Doss today. We're doing a Bible study on Desmond Doss. Now, you guys obviously know who Desmond Doss is, but where did you first find out about him, who he was, and what he did. At our old church, they played a documentary on him and gave out a few books. Hey, I've seen that documentary, and it is amazing. And just for our listeners, that documentary on Desmond Doss will be one of our free giveaways in a later episode. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS Study one word, no spaces, to 04-888-808-31. And we'll send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS Study. That's D O S S S T U D Y. Text that to 04-888-80831. Today, we are on study guide number six titled A Higher Command. 
Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Malita Fong with Write Them on My Heart. You have written what you want from me in stone A reflection of your character, O Lord So I try to keep your loss without regret But I'm easily distracted and forget So write them on my heart
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today, we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers, or go to the App Store on your phone and download the Faith FM app. We're about to start our study now, so if you would like to follow along with us, then text DOS study, that's one word, no spaces, to 04888 and download study number six, a higher command. So that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y to 04888 and that's study number six, a higher command. Okay, we're going to get into our study now. So before we start, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus... We just ask that you be with us now as we study your law and our higher command in following you. Lord, this is a topic that a lot of people don't understand. So I ask that you fill our hearts with your Holy Spirit, that you lead and guide us as we study this important topic in your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so it took years of humble obedience to God for Private Desmond Doss to become the man he was on the battlefield. He wasn't born a hero, he was made one. God has designed us to be creators of ourselves in some way. The choices we make today transform us into the person we will be tomorrow. Although he wasn't a perfect person, when the battlefield came, Doss was ready because in the good and the bad times, he spent his life choosing to do right. Before he joined the army, It was relatively easy for Doss to live a life in harmony with God's commandments. It got considerably more difficult in his army training, and even more difficult on the battlefield. This serves as an example for us. God gave us the opportunity to develop a character like his, and as circumstances change, we are given more chances to allow God's law to be written into our lives. In this study guide, we will not only discover the importance of obedience to God, we will also see the value of the Ten Commandments. The character and faith that Doss had was in development years before the war. I can't say that I want the faith of Doss today. Like it's not going to happen. But I can start my faith development now. It takes time, but we start by studying the Bible following in Jesus' footsteps, spending time in prayer and letting Jesus work through us. We start by opening the door. Jesus says in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. The door is the door to your heart. Jesus is knocking and we are the ones that have to answer and open the door. Dos answered the door long before battle. That's why he was prepared for it. But if you're just starting your faith development, and your journey in faith. Continue to listen to our studies, look back at other studies, or go out and check out the Faith Experiment on Faith FM's website or app, and that will help you to develop your faith a little bit more as well. Mm. I think I think it was really interesting the way that Doss, when he, you know, his everyday life actually revealed who he became. Mm. And I heard someone say one time, I, I and I'm going to butcher this absolutely, but someone said uh, one time, you know, Hard times don't don't create strong men. They actually just reveal strong men and they reveal strong character traits. Yeah, so true. 
Yeah, I think it would have been tough enough being a soldier without being picked on because you're a Christian. I like how Doss found a way to obey God's commandment in the military. This leads us to our next question. Why is obedience to God's commandments important? Deuteronomy 6.24 The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper and be kept alive, as in this case today. When you obey God's commandments, you succeed in life, maybe not financially, but spiritually. Mm. God God gave us his commandments because he wanted to set us apart as his own special people. And, and you're right, like God, God will bless us, right? Uh, Deuteronomy 26, verse 18 and 19, it says, The Lord has proclaimed you to be his special people, just as he promised you, that you should keep all his commandments and that he will set you high above all nations which he has made, in praise, in name, and in honor, and that you may be a holy people to the Lord your God, just as he has spoken. Um, I was going through a Bible study with some people from uh, my church group this morning, um, and we were just talking about the law and the covenant and how it, and how God's love and how it all intertwines. God wanted his people to be set apart so that they could be an example to the world, that he can bless us and that we can bless others through that. Yeah, yes, you're, you're so right there. And you know, parents always ask ask us to obey them, right? It's because they say, "Hey, we have the best intentions for you," and usually they do. And this reminds me of of God and how much He loves us. Like He created us, He knows what is best for us. I mean, Luke twelve seven says, "The very hairs of our head are all numbered." God knows the hairs on our head. Isaiah 44:24 says, "Thus says the Lord God, your redeemer who formed you from the womb." You know, he knows what's best for us, and we need to obey what God says. Just like Dos had to obey his commanding officers in battle so they could stay together and work as a team, Dos stayed obedient to God so that they could work as a team. And I think that's an example for us that if we can work with God and stay as a team, if we obey Him and work together, then we'll be on the right track. Yeah, it's important so you can follow God's plans for your life. That leads us into our next question. Question two, what effect do God's commandments have on those who obey Him? Psalm 19.7 The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. When you follow God's commands, it makes you feel content. Like when you go for a swim on a hot day, you feel good and refreshed when you obey God's commandments. That is so true. You know, God is the perfect parent, so he will give us perfect rules to follow to be the best that we can. They are refreshing in the way that they tell us what is right and what is wrong. They give us boundaries, and it shows that we can trust God to keep us safe. Mm, absolutely. Um, God's commandments, like they make us wise, you know, it says making wise this, uh, yeah, making wise the simple. Um, they're not arbitrary. Uh, he gave us his commandments so that we can prosper. And, and when we follow him, we actually make wise decisions. We see that Desmond Doss followed God's commandments and God blessed him through that. And he prospered. And even though everyone thought he was stupid at first, they, they thought he was pretty dumb. Like, look at this guy who doesn't want to bring a gun in. They thought he was silly, but at the end of, at the end, he ended up receiving the Medal of Honor, which is the highest war, war, um, war honor that you can receive. Um, and he got honor and praise from those around him. And it was all because he followed God's commandments. 
Which leads us to question three. And question three is, how did Moses receive the Ten Commandments? And we find the answer in, in a book called Exodus, chapter 31 and verse 18. And it says, When the Lord finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two tablets of the covenant law, the tablets of stone instructed or inscribed by the finger of God. Now, Mate, this is, this is really interesting. The way God did this, Luke, and, and Luke, don't get freaked out, but I'm, I'm about to go on a, on a small, you know, journey. And, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments, they were given by God. God spoke them in Exodus 20. They're reiterated here uh, in Exodus 31. He gave his commandments by his mouth. And think about this, Luke. God created the world and everything in it by his own word, except, except us, okay? Yeah. First Peter 1, verse 24 and 25, it says, all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was mm. preached to you. Okay, the word. God spoke the Ten Commandments. He spoke them into existence. He spoke the world into existence, so his word is powerful. Definitely. But then just, just so we didn't get confused, just so we didn't think, hey, this is, you know, it's not that important, he carved them into stone with his finger. They don't change. Wow. They stand throughout eternity. God knew what he was doing when he gave us the Ten Commandments, um, and he made every effort to make sure that his people knew that they were important. Yeah, James, I agree. You can see through this verse that because God wrote these commandments with his own finger, it is so important. I love how this verse says that it was God's own finger who wrote the commandments in stone. So... We've worked out that the Ten Commandments are written on stone and by the finger of God himself. You know, we find the Bible was written by men that were under the influence of the Holy Spirit. right? But here, we see that the only thing that was really written by the finger of God was the Ten Commandments. Now, if God himself wrote them, then I think we should be able to understand it, accept it, and then keep it. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS study, that's one word, no spaces, to 048 and we will send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So all you've got to do is text DOS study, that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y, to 048 Today we're on study guide number six titled A Higher Command. Also, we've got an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Carly Fletcher with Follow the Lamb on Faith FM. We will keep the commandments of God Through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ With patient endurance and faith
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We're on study number six and at question number four. Okay, question four says, is the law an arbitrary set of rules? First John 4 verses 8 says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Okay, God isn't just loving. He is love and his commandments must be expressions of love. And you know, the law of God is a transcript of his character. God is love, and the commandments he gives are expressions of how to act that love out in our lives. God wants us and others to benefit from following him and his law. I think God's rules are relevant because God knows what's best for us. No, the commandments aren't arbitrary because Jesus said in John fourteen fifteen, If you love me, keep my commandments. So the commandments have to be out of love, not arbitrary. Wow, that is so true. The law is not arbitrary. You know, they're not just a bunch of random rules that have been put down here. God is a God of love and a God of order. So his commandments are given to us out of love, and they deserve a love response by us. That brings us to question five. How is God's love defined? Romans 13.10 Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. The Ten Commandment law is an articulation of love, love to God and love to man. In other words, the Ten Commandments are love in action. My vertical relationship with God will reflect my relationship with others. God's love is demonstrated through me in the way I treat others around me. Mm. I like the way it says love is the fulfillment of the law. Yeah. Love isn't, hey, we have to love as well as keep the law. No, love is the fulfillment of the law. God's law and therefore love um, actually may not agree with what we think or how we feel. But as we've seen and as we're going to continue to see, God's love corrects us and helps us to live fulfilling lives anyway. You're right. You know, God's love is defined by his law. You know, I've heard Christian people say that we just need to love like Jesus and don't worry about the law, just love. You know, well, my question to that is, well, how? How do we love like Jesus? What does loving someone like Jesus look like? Well, we find out how to love like Jesus by studying his law. The law of God shows us how to love like Jesus. Mm. And that leads us into question number six. And question number six says, the Ten Commandments are recorded in the book of Exodus and are in two sections. Who is the focal point of the first section and who is the focal point of the second section? 
So the first section is the first four commandments. And what are they trying to teach us? Um, they show us how to love God. Yeah, you're right. They do. And what about the next six commandments? What are they trying to teach us? They're trying to tell us how to love others. Yeah, you're right. They are. So let's take a look at the first four commandments. What is the first commandment? Make no other gods before me. Yeah, you're right. So what is God actually asking here? He is actually asking for our affections. What about commandment number two? What is that about? Don't worship and bow down to idols. Yeah, that's right. What do we use to bow down to idols? We use our bodies, right? So God's saying, hey, don't bow down to others. I want your bodies. You bow down to me. I am your God. What about number three? What's commandment number three? Yeah, it's um, don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. It is. And what God is asking for us here is for our words. And the fourth commandment is to remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Mm. This is the only commandment about time. So God is saying, hey, I want your time. Now, so you put these four together. Really, Jesus is saying, if you love me, you're going to give me your affections, you're going to give me your bodies, you're going to give me your words, and you're going to give me your time. Now, if you're in a relationship, how many of them would you actually want to give up? Yeah, you don't want to disregard any of those. You're right. Who in their right mind would actually do that? So why do we do that to God? You know, when we want to love God, then we need to give Him our affections, we need to give Him our bodies, we need to give Him our words and our time. That is how we love Jesus. Now, the next six commandments tell us how to love others. Now, what are they? Number five is honor the mother and father. What is number six? Do not murder. What about number seven? Do not commit adultery. Number eight? Yeah, don't steal. And number nine is don't bear false witness. Number ten is? Don't covet. That's it. Now, how am I supposed to have a relationship with you or anybody else if I do any of those? Like, Sai, if I was planning on killing you, would we make really good friends? No. not. What about if I wanted to steal something from you, Bella? Would that make us friends? No, it wouldn't. Now, if everybody actually just kept these commandments, just think of what this world would be like if everyone actually honoured their mother and father. You know, this world would be a completely different place. So the Ten Commandments are showing us how to love God and how to love men. And Luke, we'd have a way better world if, if we did do those. Mm, we would. Mm. Like, I think, I think the first part is to love God. The second part is to love others. Um, but it's really interesting. James 1 verse 10, he says, oh, sorry, James 2 verse 10, he actually says, for whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. And, you know, the first commandment, it says, you know, no other gods before me. Right, and if you make God that your God, and you do all the other nine, then then you've made God your God. But if you break any of those, you've broken the first commandment. If you break one, you've broken all. That's what James is trying to say. Question seven actually sums up everything we've been talking about the two sections of the commandments. Question seven says, "How did Jesus summarize the two sections of the Ten Commandments?" Matthew twenty two thirty seven to thirty nine says, "Love the Lord your God." with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Basically, this verse is saying to love God and love your neighbor, and that's exactly what we have seen in these two sections of the commandments. Hey, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so save this number in your phone, 04888 80831. 
That's 0488880831 and wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM and here's Caleb and Kelsey with King of Kings. In the darkness we were waiting Without hope, without light Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the To Tableland Explorers, today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. 
What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers, or you go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We're at question eight. It says, what does the Bible call a violation of God's love or law? 1 John 3, 4. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. The definition of lawlessness is to disregard a law. Therefore, sin is disregarding God's law. That's true. This verse is also saying that those who disregard God's law are actually breaking God's law by saying it doesn't matter. Yeah, when you say it doesn't matter, um, you're, you're just violating God's law, which is violating God's love. Yeah, you're all right. And, you know, this is the clearest verse in the Bible on the definition of sin. You know, the King James Version says, For sin is the transgression of the law. Sin is the breaking of God's law. And Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we've all broken God's law in some way, shape, or form. You know, if a husband violates his wife's love, you know, we call that cheating, right? So sin is like cheating on God. Giving our affections, our bodies, our words, and our time to someone else is sin. We need to give those things to God. This leads us into question number nine. Which set of laws define sin? Well, you see, in Romans 7, 7, it says, What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would have not known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I would have not known what coveting really was if the law had not said, It shall not covet. And in Romans 3.20, it says, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we became conscious of our sin. It is the Ten Commandments that serve as a moral compass to guide us in right and wrong. The commandments do not save us. They only reveal to us what is right and what is wrong. They show us our need for a saviour. Now, if I had something on my face, how would I know? Either there's two things. Someone would have to tell me, or I would look into a mirror, and then I would see that I was dirty, and then I would go and wash it off. This is the role that the law of God plays. We look at the law of God, and we look into the love of Jesus, and we see how dirty we are. We see where we have gone wrong, and it points out those things about us that we don't actually like. Then we go to the one who cleans us, and that's Jesus. And he washes us with his blood and makes us as white as snow. Now if you take away the law of God, then you take away the definition of sin. You take away the mirror. Without the mirror, you're not going to look for Jesus to clean you because you don't know you are dirty. Hey, that's why atheists and non-Christians don't feel the need for Jesus because they don't have the law as a mirror to show that they need Jesus. We are not declared righteous whether or not we follow the law, but through the law we know of our sins. When I understand God's law, I know that I need Jesus. Okay, so this is really, I really love the way you guys are saying, like it's like a mirror, right? The law is like a mirror. We look, we observe ourselves um, the same way James says, you know, like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. I, I want to bring these these points in. The Ten Commandment points us to our sin so that we know what not to do. Um, and I want to read from James um, 1 
And I'm going to read from 21, and I, I don't know how far I'm going to go, Luke, but it says here in the New King James Version, it says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness, filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. And I, th- I think that word is, is both the gospel, that, but the gospel is revealed in God's law, right? Because it is God's word as well, just as Jesus is the word of God, right? So the gospel is in the law. We, we try and split the two, but they're together. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hero but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. It's mm. talking about the law of God. It is. It's saying if we follow in it, if we walk in it, and, and we don't just hear it and then say, uh, you know, whatever about those rules. If we think about it day in, day out, you know, God said... Bind them, you know, bind them to the um, to the top of your head and bind them around your hands. He said he wanted his law to be with his people continually. If it's continually with us, we're continually reminded of how to act as, as Christians. Yeah, and like he said that when you look into the mirror and then forget mm. what you see, we want to look into the law and go, hey, you know what? We need Jesus. We need to go get cleaned. Mm. But if we turn from that and then forget... Mm then we're not going to get clean because we're not going to go to Jesus, yeah. to the one that can clean us. Mm. Yeah, thanks for bring, bringing that point home because that, that completes the full circle. Mm, that we, is, we need beautiful. To, yeah, yeah, we need to look to the law. Paul says in, in Galatians, the law was a tutor to bring us to Christ, mm. you know, but both are described as the word of God. Yep, they are because God spoke them before he wrote them down. Okay, so everything you guys were just talking about leads us into question 10. Were the commandments given for only the Jews, or were they for all humanity at all times? Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty for all mankind. Yeah, this verse tells me that the commandments are there for everybody to listen to and follow, not just the Jews. We learned earlier the commandments are an expression of God's love, and God's love is for everybody, not just for the Jews, but for everyone at all times. We see here in this verse the phrase, fear God. Now, what does this mean? Well, it doesn't mean to fear God as in to be scared of Him. No, it means to be in awe or in reverence to Him. But we see in Proverbs 9.10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So when the Bible uses the phrase fear God, it's talking about knowing Him, understanding Him, knowing what He's like, who He is. And we also see other examples in the Bible. We see in Exodus chapter 1, right, we see the command of Pharaoh that he is going to kill all the baby boys. He's trying to kill Moses, right? And the midwives were told that they had to kill the baby boys and tell Pharaoh that they were baby boys. But They didn't do that. They ignored Pharaoh's orders and made up some other lie saying, oh, they've given birth before we could get there. The Bible says they did this because they feared God. It wasn't about being scared of God. They did it because they loved God. They wanted to serve Him. They didn't want to listen to Pharaoh. They wanted to serve God. 
We also find in Nehemiah chapter 7 verse 2, Hananiah is said to have feared God because he was faithful and a man of integrity. So these are biblical examples of what fear God means. It's not about being scared of Him. It's about loving Him. It's about knowing Him and following Him. And we see later on in this verse, it says that we need to keep His commandments. That's the duty of all mankind. right? And 1 John 5.3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. So here, this verse is really just saying, hey, we need to know God, we need to understand who He is, and we need to follow Him by keeping His commandments. This isn't just for the Jews, this is for everybody. Everybody who wants to follow God is going to do this. Luke, one of my favorite books is is Revelation in the Bible. Really? It's mine too. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. love it. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm, right? It is. And it's all about Jesus Christ, and it talks about God's last day people. And it's got two instances where it mentions them. You know, God's last day people, they're going to be Christians. They're not going to be just Jews. We know they're going to be Christians, right? And in talking about the devil when referring to the dragon, in Revelation 12, verse 17, it says, And the dragon went to make war with the woman and the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Mm. Revelation 14, verse 12, it says, Here are the patience of the saints. These are God's last day people. Here are they who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. They're they're identified God's last time people by keeping God's commandments. It's not Mm. just for the Jews. It's for everyone. We have an awesome free offer for you coming up after the break. So save this number in your phone, 04888-80831. That's 04888-80831. And wait for the code word that's coming up after the break. You're listening to My Jesus I Love Thee and Tis So Sweet Mix by Bart Millard on Faith FM. My Jesus, I love thee. I know Thou art mine For Thee all the follies of sin I resign My gracious Redeemer My Savior i uh-huh. 
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the faith of DOS Bible study guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond DOS. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or if you go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. If you have the study guide, I'm reading a faithful example. DOS wouldn't violate any of God's commandments, even when one of the most powerful militaries on the planet tried to compel him to. He was committed to the law of God, the law of life, and ultimately the God of life. He wasn't saved from his moral imperfections by his law-keeping. Rather, he kept God's law because he had been saved in Christ, and out of love and appreciation chose to obey God and keep his commandments. Doss's obedience to God and his commandments provided a double blessing. Not only did it enrich his life, but it made him the man God could use in a, in a miraculous way to save the lives of others. In one way, shape or form, it can be the same with us. God can and will use those who commit to obey him and apply his law to our lives through the power of Christ. I think Doss's obedience was really down to his love for God. And and again, we want to stress the importance of we're not saved through through law keeping, and and really we can't be saved by anything we can do. You know, yeah, that's right. It says in Hebrews, all the works were finished from the foundation of the world. And one day I was thinking, you know, possibly that's talking about salvation. And I want to put it to you guys that that God knows the future, and and they already decided that Jesus would pay the price for our sin before the world even began. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I believe that there's nothing we ever can do to attribute to our own salvation. And I, I want to stress that too. If you're listening right now, there's nothing you can do to attribute to your own salvation except what Jesus said is to believe in him. And through that, our lives should, should be changed that we keep his law because we love him. Doss would have had to be very brave to make the decisions he had to make. I believe that it was only because he loved God that he could keep the commandments of God. Through his love for God, he showed the strength that God gives to all who want to keep his commandments. I'm in a Christian school, so it is easy to stand up for my faith. Doss had to stand up for his faith in the military where no one else believed the same, and it was hard for him. But it was Jesus who helped him stand for his faith. And when I have to stand for my faith, when no one else believes the same, then Jesus will help me stand. I have seen what Doss was able to do, and I wish I had the faith like him. And that I am sure many of you would like to have that same sort of faith. Well, you know what? Desmond Doss was just a man that loved Jesus and obeyed him. He followed his counsel and his lead. Doss allowed Jesus to live through him, and that's how he was able to stay true to his beliefs and to the law of God. And he did it, not of his own power, and he was able to do it in the midst of battle. You know, we can have faith like Doss as well. We just have to love Jesus, follow him, obey him, let him lead in our lives, and most of all, let Jesus live through us. 
then we will be able to have the faith like Dos, because the faith of Dos is the faith of Jesus. If you downloaded the study guide at the beginning of the study, then you would notice that we have a response question at the bottom of the study guide. And you'll notice that it says, we would love to hear your response. Click here to send us your response. Now, we've been really enjoying the responses that have been coming in. So please keep sending them in. So you can click on the here and fill out the Google Docs form, send us your response, send us your questions, and we'll get back to you as soon as you can. If you haven't downloaded the study guide, you can contact us on tableandexplorers at gmail.com and we'll respond to you as soon as we can. We're going to go through these response questions in the studio today because when we do a study, it's always good to make a decision on what you have studied. Our first response question is, I see that following God's commandments would make our world a better place. What do you guys think? Well, I think it would make a massive difference. Yes, if everyone just followed these 10 simple rules, then this world would be a much safer and loving place. Yeah, like, I mean, imagine if everyone kept the 10 commandments. How how much better would our relationships be? How much better Mm. would our communities be? It would be. How much better would our lives be? Oh, that'd be so much better. Right? And because the essence of God's law is love, how much better would society be? We'd have less poverty, less homelessness, because we'd care about people. Mm. We wouldn't try and, um, you know, commit fraud against people. We wouldn't try and hurt them. We wouldn't try to do anything that would destroy their life. And so it goes back to the promise that was in Genesis. You know, God gives it in Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3. He gives this promise to Abram. And he says, I will bless you, I will make you a blessing, and in you the whole world shall be blessed. Mm. And the Israelites, they didn't keep the commandments of God. But if we kept the commandments of God, and if we all keep the commandments of God, this world becomes a better place. You're right, because the commandments of God is about loving God and loving man. If everybody did that, how much better would this world be? Mm. You know, question number two says, because I love God, I would like to ask him to help me follow his Ten Commandments. I would like to say yes to this because I know that I can't keep them myself. I need Jesus to keep them through me. Yes, because we learnt the commandments teaches me to love God and love others, and I'd like Jesus to help me do that. Yes, so it makes my life better and me a better person. Look, the question says, because I love God, I would like to ask him to help me follow his Ten Commandments. Luke, I really want to follow God, mm. but there's times in my life where I've just said to God, look, I see my actions and I see that I don't love you because there's this love of self. I'm elevating myself, you know, higher than God, which is the same thing Satan did. And, you know, I need his help to create in me a clean heart so that I can keep mm. his commandments because Philippians 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. I love we, that verse. Yeah, bro. It's, it's powerful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We need God's help and I need God's help and his power to help me to keep in line with his commandments. You know, Jesus himself faced the same temptations that we do. He came in the, in the flesh of men and he needed to constantly rely upon his father. Mm, he did. He needs to constantly pray, rely upon his Father, and that was how, you know, we can have the same victory. It's through prayer, through relying on our Father, and and even acts of service keep us from temptation. And, yeah, I just really need God's help every step of my, every every day of my life, every step 
I walk. I need God's help because when I try things on my own, they just never work out. You know, the, Paul says, sorry, you were just about to say something, but Paul says the carnal mind is enmity towards God. Yeah. Naturally, we're, we're, en- we're enemies of God. You know, can a leopard change its spots? We, we looked no, at cannot. No, no, a leopard can't change its spots. I can't change myself. I need God's help and I need his Holy Spirit to work on my heart that I want to change. That's true. And I think that's the whole point of what this study has been about is we look at the law and go, I can't do that. Mm. I need Jesus to do it. Mm. And that's the whole point is we talked about how the law was a mirror that we need to go find someone to clean us, and that is Jesus. Mm. And that is the whole point, guys, that we're trying to bring out in this study, that the law shows us who Jesus is Mm. and that it's Jesus who cleans us. It's Jesus that we need to go to. And through him, we can receive the strength that we need. I think that's a great place to end our study. Mm. So let's have a prayer to thank God for the study that we've had today. Dear Jesus, thank you for your law. Thank you for an understanding of who you are. Your law shows us how to love you and how to love others. God, I just ask that you help us to adapt this to our lives, to be able to love you in a way that we've never loved you before and that we're able to love others in a way that we've never loved before. Lord, teach us who you are. Teach us to love like you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, it is time to give you the code for today's free offer. This week, we are giving away a book named The Ten Commandments Twice Removed. Now, if you're like me, you've probably got a lot of questions um, about the law of God. And this book is actually going to answer questions like, did the Ten Commandments exist before Sinai? Were they nailed to the cross? Uh, how do we better understand Paul's writings about the law? Does man have the authority to change God's law? Is the law of God relevant for me today? And, and many other like that. So if you've got those questions, this book will definitely answer that. If you would like this amazing book on understanding the law of God, all you've got to do is text the code word, and that is hashtag TE6. That's hashtag TE for Tableland Explorers, and the number six with no spaces. Um, and all you've got to do is text that to 04888808831. Text that now to get your free copy of the book, The Ten Commandments Twice Removed. Our next study is on forgiveness. Despite the difficulties in training, suffering torment and ridicule from his fellow draftees, Doss learned to not only forgive, but to put his life on the line to save those same men. Join us next week as we uncover the secret that enabled Doss to forgive those men and how we can learn to do the same. Thanks for tuning in today to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we really want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalm 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time.